Welcome to the Autism Mommies Potty Talk Podcast. I'm Michelle B. Rogers, Autism Mom and Life Coach. I help parents of children with autism who are pre-verbal to start communicating and potty train, guaranteed. You're listening to the Autism Moms Potty Talk Podcast, Episode 10. Let's get into the tackle. Let's rock that wait list. All right. So we have two different types of people that are waiting on wait lists. Um, there's people that are waiting for diagnoses. They may be still waiting for a diagnosis for, for years or months. I'm going to speak to you guys first, and then I'm going to speak to people who have the diagnosis and are waiting for services. So if you are waiting for a diagnosis, you want to first understand who can give you the diagnosis. So if you suspect your child's on the spectrum, and I want to talk about that in a minute, these are the people that can give you a diagnosis, a developmental pediatrician, a neurologist, a psychologist, a child psychiatrist. If you str- what the first place I go, if I, had, if I had a family who said, listen, I suspect my child's on the spectrum, because most of our ki- children that work with us in the master class are on the autism spectrum, but I'll get some parents that they didn't get the diagnosis yet, but they want to start helping their baby. So we take you guys into the program too. But I always encourage them to get a diagnosis because if you feel like something's up, then like why even challenge it? Autism is, is going to give you a standard level of care that no other diagnosis will provide especially when it comes to behavioral therapy. So the first place you're going you're gonna to go, if you don't have a diagnosis, but you suspect something's up, so you're going to call your pediatrician. And you're going to tell the pediatrician, hat in hand, I believe my child has autism because they're not going to diagnose. Most, I actually had a couple of instances where they did, but lately from the master classes, I'm hearing that they won't do it. But they will help you to get support now. So they know about the situation out there, that there's wait lists and there's problems. And if you tell them like, listen, I'm, I think my child's on the spectrum. I need services. They're doing this, this, and this, and I need help. and I need support. Can you help me? Usually they'll be, they, they can like, you know, doctors, no doctors. And they can kind of maybe like get you through to somebody, get you through to their neurologist friend or their, or their psychologist or their, you know, pediatric psychiatrist and get you in somewhere fast. Okay. So the first place you stop is at the pediatrician. If, the, if you go to the pediatrician, you strike out, and that strikeout means that they can't help you now, then the next stop is the back of your insurance card. You're going to call your health insurance. You're going to ask anyone that's in network that, that's, that I want to know the name and phone number of anyone in a 100-mile radius that's a developmental pediatrician, a neurologist, a psychologist, a child psychiatrist. Your list should be lengthy because you want something within a 100-mile radius. And I, I say 100 miles because, yes, you will travel for this. If there are wait lists, and I know there are because I hear it from you guys all the time, you have to be willing to, like, take a bus, take a train, get, get on a boat, whatever it takes to go and find somebody who can get you this diagnosis as quickly as possible. The diagnosis is your ticket to services. One can't happen without the other. Another option you have is to pay out of pocket for evaluation. I knew that was an option with us, too. If I wanted to get a – I don't believe in second opinions with us. Second opinion is just going to fuck with your head. If you believe your child, something's up with your child, have your back on what you want to do about it. Don't go start looking for uh, experts who spend 30 minutes or an hour with them to, to make you feel better. That's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your child's time. So another option is, all right, I know a neurologist that could see me next week, but it's $300. That $300, the ROI for the thousands and thousands of dollars of services and hours, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hours that you're going to get is well worth the investment. So you could pay out of pocket. Remember the name of the game here is to move fast and you want to get this done now. 
This is something brand new. This came out while COVID. There's two companies that I know of. One I've definitely worked with. One I can't speak to, but I just saw an ad for them. One is Cognoa. They will do online evaluations over Zoom. My first client, Mary, we did her neurologist, met her over Zoom and gave her the diagnosis that way. So you could contact an online company that does online behavioral diagnoses for autism, and they can do it over Zoom. There's no reason for you to stay on a wait list. Now, how do I know all this? I did my research, but I also have the belief that I find a way. That could be another thought I could place in my champion model, right? I always find a way. Okay? And a word on autism evaluation appointments. You want to walk into that appointment with a good sense of the outcome that you want. You don't go in there looking for the professional to tell you how to think and feel. You don't go in there looking for reinsurance. You don't go in there looking like, please tell me something I don't want to hear. You want to go in there like, I know what I need from you. Because, and I, the reason I say this is that the testing isn't black and white. It's subjective to the practitioner. And if they sense a vibe, like you're scared or you're not comfortable and you might not be down to hear about a diagnosis of autism, the testing, if the testing comes back on the line, they're inclined to give you the energy you put out. Remember, our thought work, the same applies to autism. I see the diagnosis as access to behavioral therapy, nothing else. That autism diagnosis gives me a standard level of care that no other diagnosis gives me, especially when it comes to behavioral therapy. I didn't see anything, autism as anything as ticket, ticket to services. Okay? If you're waiting for services, so now this is like, say, okay, great. I already have the autism diagnosed, Michelle, but I have been on waitlist after waitlist. I thought it was going to start with a place and then it fell apart. I thought I saw, um, um, I, then I saw, um, and then I, you know, I, I, I thought I, I was, I got called and then they told me they had somebody and then they didn't. So if that is, this is you, this is for you. So if you're waiting for services, ABA, if you did not know it is covered under most private insurance plans, it's now covered in Texas and Illinois under Medicaid. I think New York, which is ironic doesn't uh, cover um, Medicaid doesn't cover ABA in New York. I think it may have changed, but Texas and Illinois have now come to the party. The first step to understand is if your child has private insurance that could be through your employer, or it also could be through the state. So if your child didn't qualify for Medicaid and let's say you're self-employed like me and my husband, um, our children under like um, they call it child health first. I think it is in New York where every child it's a federal law, but each state is in charge of, um, dueling out the laws where every child um, gets health insurance no matter what. So you'll, you'll, you'll be covered for AB on, a, AB on, ABA under most plans. When you call the back of your insurance card, you're going to say, guess what? My child's on the spectrum. I need to know, well, I need a list of names and phone numbers for every ABA agency within a 50-mile radius. Why do I say 50 miles? Because it, it doesn't matter where the agency is based. It matters if they have practitioners servicing your area. So when uh, we started with ABA, uh, the company I love that I'm still with, their main headquarters was in New York City. I'm on Long Island. So I, I wasn't expecting to have to go into the city, but they covered the tri-state area. So I knew that they'd be able to cover us, right? So that's why we say within 50 miles. First step is call back your insurance card. I need a list of ABA providers that are in network. When you get on the phone with them as well, you're going to find out about what, are, what is my deductible? What are the co-pays? You want to get all the details ahead of time. Is there a, is there a cap on hours, right? The next thing you're going to do is you're going to call and set up your evaluations with all of them. 
So if you have a list of 10, you're going to call and make appointments with all of them. And this is the example I give. I always explain this in my masterclass. My masterclass is here. Look at a kick out of it. It's like, imagine a bunch of plates being spun in the air, right? And they're all spinning, right? And I'm run all of the, when I call all the ABA agencies, I'm keeping, I'm keeping all these plates spinning in the air. And as I, I, I become a master plate spinner, because what I end up doing is I end up just keep making these appointments. All right, you can see me in six months. All right, sign me up. You can see me in three months. Okay, great, sign me up. You can see me in one month. Great, sign me up. But I don't assume that one month's going to come through because sometimes shit happens and they say one month, but it really meant six. And sometimes this guy says three and it really was one. So I make appointments with everybody to get the evaluation. So what happens is even though you have an autism diagnosis, the, all of these ABA agencies that are in network have to come out and do their own, their own evaluations to submit to insurance with like, okay, um, we think that they need to work on all these goals and this is how many hours we need. So they all have to do their own individual assessments. You can schedule the appointments with all of them. And as it starts to get closer, you could start canceling or letting these other plates drop as you start to find your clear winners. So it usually goes from like, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe make appointments at 10, then it'll all of a sudden come down to five real candidates, then three, then two, then one. Okay? And if you go through this, because I've had families do this too, if you go through all of this, right, and you find like, I'm still on wait list, this still isn't happening. You have to show insurance that you've done your due diligence, that you've called every single number on, on the, on the back, you know, that are in network. And then if that happens, you can file what's called a single case agreement. It's called an SCA. So let's say you find an added network provider that can start services within a month. And they're solid. You, you feel good about them. You like the way that, and that's another reason why I always do the plate scenario is I want to see how I'm treated while I'm waiting. Like if I'm dealing with, with, with asshole companies, you don't call me back and I'm always chasing them. That's not somebody I want to be running services with. If I get a company that's always, hey, listen, I want to let you know you're still on the wait list. We're still considering you. They're really professional. Oh, that's probably going to say, say a lot about who they're going to send out to my home or what kind of center my, my child's going to be into. in. You see what I'm saying? So let's say you go through all of the, the, the different options. You call every single one of them. Every single one have a crazy wait list. But then you find one that's out of network and they don't, but they don't take your insurance. You can ask the insurance for an SCA, which is a single case agreement. And what that means is, is that as long as you've shown insurance, you've done your due diligence, and you've tried with all the other places that are in network and they can't see you, you can ask them to make a one-time exception to put this agency in contract as if they were in network. Okay? All right. So these are all the examples of what we've done, what I've helped parents do in the masterclass. Okay? All right. If you get waitlisted at every turn or if you want to work with a specific agency, you get crafty. So here's another thing that happens. I got in with this agency. I'm all set up. Uh, we've been good to go. And then it's been like a revolving door. We can't find a therapist that will stay. And it's just, it's, 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 it's constant. All of us have had this happen. I have, I have two, I have two RBT positions right now. One has been constant since Juliana was three. Absolutely love her. She loves us. She's about to take the test to become a BCBA. I've already crafted in my mind because this is what I do that she will take over as the head BCBA and we'll have to get to have to get a tech to replace her. But she's been with Juliana since she was three. The other tech has been a revolving door for us for the same amount of time. Christina took a lot of the hours and she can only take some Then she had to take another case because that was the type of thing she had to do to get her um, to qualify for her BCBA test. So the second, um, the second RBT position, we've had a, a harder time keeping. 
I wouldn't say that all of them were bad. I would just say that, you know, it's just sometimes this is what happens. But I don't just throw out the whole idea of like, oh, I guess I'm not going to do this anymore because I can't get somebody steady. No, I look at what's going on. Like, why does this keep happening? And maybe can I have an impact? Can I make something happen here that so that this doesn't keep happening? One of the things I do is like, all right, if there's, if you get wasteless after turn or you want to work with it, an agency, you want to get crafty, but what, you know, if you're waiting and let's say you're in with the agency, but you're still waiting for it to be staffed, what's the wait? Like what's causing it? You want to ask, is it the staffing, the behavior tech, the BCBA or both? If it's the BCBA, very rarely it's the BCBA because right now there's supervisor hours. So basically usually they come in and they're only coming in 20% of the hours a week just to supervise the behavior tech, make sure she's doing everything correctly, answer any questions for the families. They're not in there constantly. So in that case, if I know like the, the staffing issue is a BCBA, I could easily ask that they just come, they just do it virtually because they're not working directly with the child. If it's a situation where the staffing of the tech is the issue, I have a few ideas for that. The first one is if this immediately happens, um, you could always ask for direct care hours. Direct care hours means the BCBA works directly with the child. Sometimes you'll qualify for that out of the gate as a support service for the child. Sometimes, most times it's going to be through a behavior tech because they're cheaper to pay, right? You have to look at this like a business too, by the way. So um, if you have a situation where they're, you're in between techs, you can ask if the BCBA can do some direct care hours with the child until that, that placement is filled. I don't like to do that because eventually she's going to have to leave or he's going to have to leave anyway. So what I like to say is, okay, if it's an issue with staffing the behavior tech, where was I referred to that has the wait list? Are there similar places out there that can do the same thing? Like, so basically like, this is another example too. So before I actually, before I get into this, the other example I have is let's say we're having an issue covering the behavior tech. What if I could help them find them? And you're like, this is crazy, right? No, it's not because this is exactly what I've done. So if they're saying they're, stru- they're struggling to staff, first you want to ask, what are they looking for? And I'm going to go over that in the next slide. And then say, well, is there somebody in my inner circle, somebody in my network that would probably be amazing to work with my child, like a babysitter? I can't tell you how many times we've done that in the program, where I've told the parents to go out and tell the babysitter to get their, get, go contact the agency and work through the agency to work with the child. Okay. Where was I referred that there was no wait list? So this was an example that came up last week where um, a family was referred to an ABA center and they had a wait list and they were completely lost and they felt so upset. And this is why that mindset part is so important because it never occurred to them in their pain that there could be just another place out there they could go to. They don't have to go to the place that was referred by the neurologist or the pediatrician and go to a similar place if that place doesn't pan out. But sometimes we're not even thinking straight if we're in that mental mud. That's why the mindset part of being a parent of a child with autism is so crucial. We've got to get out of our own ways because you can't even see like, wait, I, I just call around. I'll ask it another place, right? And then this is the other thing I was telling you. Would they be open to you helping to find the text? I've never had an agency say, no, I don't want your help, especially if they're really struggling. And another thing, like sometimes they'll say you're going to be on a wait list because we don't have any behavior text currently to service it. I want you to ask them right out of the gate, what, what if I could find my own behavior tech? Do you have a BCBA? Could we start immediately? Could I cut the line? I've seen that done in my program as well. We, we call, I, I'm like, call them and tell them you're going to find the tech. If you find the tech, will that get you off the wait list? And they say yes, because you've serviced your own case. Okay? 
Behavior text can be found in our social server. Now, what's a behavior text? So there's the power professional, also known like power professionals, like just somebody who's kind of just getting on the job training. An RBT, a registered behavior technician, is get is certified through the BACB site. They take a 40-hour online course and they get paid more, right? So I used to always say I'd rather have a behavior tech, but I've had this current RBT we have now. She wasn't an RBT when it started. She's great. So now I, I don't even say that anymore. Anyone can be a behavior tech. So this, this could be, it could be a babysitter, a college kid. It could be um, the C at, at school. If your child has a one-on-one at school that wants to work, wants to make more money, it could be them. It could be anybody. It could be somebody with no experience too. And I found behavior techs on mommy groups, social circles, job. I posted a, a job um, all opening on care.com and found it. I found an RBT that way. ABA is not rocket science. It can be taught to you and to anyone. And I prefer to attack with no experience. I prefer somebody without their certification, without anything. Because I I always see that as like, I see that as soft clay I can mold, right? You didn't come in with bad habits. You don't don't do ABA in a shitty way. I, I can teach you what I want it to look like. The credentials I look for in a candidate is chemistry that matches my child. Juliana has a lot of energy. So I gotta have a, I gotta have a tech that can meet that energy. I need somebody who loves children, loves to play games and playing. And, and it's just authentic. Can't just say like, Oh, I love kids, but don't really like to do it. Or you're, you know, you're scrolling on your phone. That's bullshit. I need somebody who loves, genuinely loves children, a chemistry match for me and my spouse and my family. So like this person's got to get along with Cody. They're going to do a lot. I, I always have Cody as a part of Juliana's therapies as much as possible. So this person's got to also like hanging out with Cody's going to have to like dogs and cats. We got dogs and cats here. Chemistry is important for you just as much as it is for your child. And for me, they got to be flexible down with a wacky family because we're wacky. All right. And now you're going to make your own list as to what is the credentials for you. What I really want you to hit home with you guys tonight is you know more than you think you do. And we never know the how. We always make educated guesses if we're in the right state of mind. And this shit is hard. I get it. The autism diagnosis is a whirlwind. And you think like, because you have the autism diagnosis, that things should be easier in other areas. And that's just not how it works. If you all know that by now, right? We don't get any passes for being special needs parents. And you may have come to this workshop thinking, I just want to know the how. But if you give you the how in every scenario, potentially two things will happen. So you just came here and just, just tell me what to do. I'm going to write down the list. I'm just going to go run off and do it, right? But here's what's going to happen after tonight. My house might not be the solves for your situation. Then what do you do? If we haven't worked on this and you just kind of ignored the beginning of this training, you just wrote down all of the cool tips and the, and the websites and whatever, what happens when that doesn't work? You've never taught your brain to problem solve for this. For, for a problem you believe is so far out of your control when it's not. And the second thing is I never learned to create the hows for myself. And that's what my masterclass is all about. I show you how to find your hows and share what I do. And that's the value that we bring. It's like two brains are better than one, right? You're going to have your shitty, you're going to come in the program. You're going to have shitty thoughts. You're going to think that you have no control over a scenario like this. I'm going to show you how that, how your thoughts are blocking you from seeing the solutions, the I don't knows, the I feel like I'm helpless, this has nothing to do with me, it's the agency, it's the, it's the, it's the hospital, there's a wait list. If I believe that, that just literally stops your brain from working. 
all the answers are inside you. You just got to believe that I have the ability to manipulate this reality by changing how I think about it. If you're ready to help your baby now with potty training, communication, or stopping their problem behaviors, I want to invite you to watch my free 10-minute video training that shows you how I took my daughter with autism from pre-verbal to sign language, potty training with a sign, to making sounds and then speaking. Head over to michellebrogers.com forward slash training. That's Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, B as in boy, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S dot com forward slash training. See you there.